Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to a very special edition of Draft Smashers Fantasy Sports Radio. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Aniano, and sitting with me here on this uh, Friday, April 3rd, uh, a little bit of a different start time. We'll get to the reasons for that in a minute. But as always with me on this Friday afternoon, my partner, colleague, and co-host, you know him on Twitter uh, as at Draft Smasher E, Mr. Eric Corsini. Eric, happy Friday. It's good Friday here, and uh, welcome aboard. Thanks. It's nice. I like broadcasting during the day. I feel like, uh, I don't know, it's just a different feel. Sun's out. A little different feel. Yeah. Not Sun's really. peeking Sun. through. Yeah, it's trying to fight its way through today on this yeah, Friday. It's wet. <laughs> lot going on, and that's really why we're on on a Friday afternoon. Um, WrestleMania was this past Sunday. It was a good WrestleMania. It was a very good WrestleMania. Excellent show. And then Eric and I both had drafts on Monday night in NL Only League. Uh, and then Tuesday night in a mixed league, and then uh, so we took in a night or two off due to family reasons. We figured it was safer to take a few nights off and um, come mm-hmm. back here on a Friday afternoon uh, when the schedule allows, and give you a little give you a little show today, covering a lot of stuff. Opening day is Sunday, uh, April fifth. I think the Cubs and the Cardinals opening it up Sunday night on ESPN, and then we're full bore come next Monday, April sixth. So baseball's upon us finally. And it's going to be cold in certain cities around the country. That's for sure. Spring hasn't really arrived yet, unfortunately. But um, so we're here on a Friday. We're going to we're going to talk about our drafts and really wrap up the fantasy prep season. Most drafts are, are over. A couple of leagues may have something going on this weekend. The drafts are over. Season's begun. You're getting ready for your lineups, your your daily play. We're going to talk about all that, and we're going to talk a little Major League Baseball in general and have some fun with some Vegas lines and and things of such. Uh, Phone lines are open, though, 347-838-8088. That's uh, 347-838-8088. So give us a call. Chat room's open as well if you're listening to us live. And I don't even know, maybe maybe not many of you are listening live right now. Uh, It is the middle of the afternoon. So if you're not listening to us live, thanks for listening on demand, whether here on Blog Talk Radio or on iTunes. Just go to iTunes and uh, download, subscribe, rate us, and comment. We do appreciate all of that. Just go to iTunes and do a search for Draft Smashers Radio, and uh, we'll pop right up there. And we do appreciate that, mm-hmm. and uh, especially the comments and your feedback about the show. Uh, follow us on Facebook, Draft Smasher Fantasy Sports Radio. Twitter, like I said, Eric is at Draft Smasher E. Draft Smash Radio for myself, Anthony. And don't forget, go to FanDuel.com. Uh, and click on the microphone in the upper right-hand corner. Use our code SMASHERS and sign up right now. Uh, special offer for our listeners. Sign up today, and FanDuel will match your first deposit dollar for dollar up to $200. That's a bonus of up to $200. Only good for the first 50 people that use our code SMASHERS. Don't forget, use the code SMASHERS, FanDuel.com, where every day is a new season. That's FanDuel.com. And I want to remind everybody... Go to our website, DraftSmashers.com, and listen, if you talk to Eric and I, we were a little maybe disgruntled about the original uh, release of the site a few weeks ago. It didn't, didn't really come off great, but i got to tell you, through some hard work from some good guys, 
the site's kind of relaunched just this weekend, and it's a million times better. I wouldn't put my name on something that was crap, and it's not crap. The site's tremendous now. Easy to access, great daily uh, information, uh, news feeds, links to all sorts of daily sites. So check it out. It, uh, I wouldn't hype it if I didn't think it was worth it. So go to draftsmasters.com. Great stuff there. You're going to see a lot of my baseball articles there if you go to the MLB strategy page. And then starting next week on Monday, every single day, you will see my plays of the day in daily fantasy baseball. Uh, looking at career matchups against pitchers, pitchers matchups career-wise versus teams. Go to Draft Smashers, click on that, help you set your daily fantasy lineup uh, over at DraftSmashers.com. And if you're playing daily sports, don't forget, make sure you check out DraftKings.com. A new season every time you play, so you're never stuck with the same players. Last year, $300 million were won at DraftKings.com, and you could be next to win big. Go to DraftKings.com now and enter the promotional code SMASHRADIO to play for free. That's Smash Radio for free entry now at DraftKings.com. So there you go. Making our imprint both on FanDuel and DraftKings.com. All right, Eric. Before we get started talking fantasy, some baseball news today breaking. First, Josh Hamilton. Not being suspended by Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball wanted to suspend him. The Players Union did what a Players Union was supposed to do and defended their client. This technically was only his first failed test. Right. When he first got in trouble, he was not uh, on a 40-man roster. Doesn't count. First failed test for recreational drug abuse, uh, for cocaine use. Uh, our independent arbitrator ruled on the side of the Players Association. Josh Hamilton will not be suspended. He's still going to be out for a while due to injury. Right. Uh, we know his career has kind of floundered a bit since going over to the Angels. Knowing he's not going to be suspended, is he worth a spot fantasy baseball-wise in a mixed league? Uh, I would think in an AL only. I think maybe people would take a flyer on him. But in a mixed league, any interest, storing him on a DL, or do you want to see him on the field and produce before you make an investment? Um, if I have an opportunity to put him on a DL spot, I probably, I, I probably could. But... To have him fill up a roster spot right now, and I don't, I don't know what he is. You know, I'd rather go with guys that I know are going to be more consistent right now. And you know, maybe if I have a spot, you know, I have a strong enough team offensively where I can maybe afford him. Um, not, you know, kind of waiting and seeing. Maybe I'll go for it. But you know, the more you wait in fantasy baseball, the less stats you get. So you know, you you can't have dead spots. You know, that's a hit, a base hit. Uh, stolen base, and now you're down in the category, and now you're finishing second instead of first. There you go. So, yeah, I agree. Unless you have a DL spot, yeah. there's no room uh, for Josh Hamilton. If you feel he's worth it, AL only league, different story. We know how thin a, right. an a, uh, AL or NL only can get. Josh Hamilton would probably be worth rostering until he comes mm-hmm. uh, around, uh, especially if you're using four or five outfielders. The other big news, Joe Girardi, manager of the Yankees, comes out and says, I don't have a closer, essentially. Or you can look at it the other way and say, I have two closers. It's really up for interpretation. I view it as if he's saying, I don't have a closer. Um, Andrew Miller, Dylan Patances, they're going to be a per-matchup basis. Mm-hmm. Dylan Patances was being drafted as a top-five closer all month. That's why they don't draft closers. Right? Andrew Miller was maybe being drafted in leagues with holds. 
or as a flyer in case Patanzas flopped. Right. Now, what do you do? Let's say you're not in a league with holds. Maybe you're in just a standard 5x5 five five roto league with strikeouts, whip, Ks, wins, and saves. Do you, if you drafted Patanzas, obviously you're holding on to him. Patanzas was not impressive this spring. Major hit to his velocity. Um, Andrew Miller's a good pitcher. There's no denying that. Do you drop Patances? I don't think so. Do you add Miller? But are you adding a guy who's going to get consistent saves? I don't know. See, I I I like putting Andrew a guy like Andrew Miller in my in, in my pitching rotation, like in my fantasy teams, because he's going to pitch a lot. Mm-hmm. He's potentially going to get some saves. He's going to keep a low WHIP, a low ERA, and he's going to strike guys out. So in some situations, he might pitch two or three times a week, and the two or three times he pitches in a week might be better than say a number five starter who's out there and throws five innings, he has up five runs and gets two strikeouts. Mm-hmm. You know, his numbers could be three or four innings for the week. You know, five strikeouts. You know, no earned runs and, and two. You know, a low WHIP. And I think he's very productive. And if Dylan Patances can't find his fastball, well, maybe Andrew Miller becomes a full-time closer. See, I would rather at this point draft Miller than Patances, just because of what I'm hearing from Yankee camp and hearing about the velocity of the fastball just not being there. That's kind of scary. So I, I, I drafted Miller in two leagues that I'm in. So I'm going to roll with him. Yeah. Uh, week one, fantasy baseball week one. Mm-hmm. Who are you start? Are you starting either one of them to accumulate saves, or are you are you sitting them on the bench and riding this out? Um, I, I assume if you drafted one of them, they're one of the guys that you see closing. So I'm assuming you're going to put them out there. I wouldn't see people drafting Andrew Miller, Dylan Patances to sit them on the bench, and then realize that Patances saved four games this week. I should have had him in. Mm-hmm. So I, I think you roll with it and you put him in and see how it goes for the week unless you have some unbelievable matchups with other pitchers. But, you know, chances are you drafted them to play, so you play them. You know, like like any fantasy sport, like the way I look at it is even football, basketball, basketball whatever team I draft to think my starters are, the first week I'm rolling them out there and I'm going to see what's going to happen. I, you know, I'm not going to be a hero the first week of the season and try and, you know, make these miraculous moves. Yeah. You know, I could find out after a week, and then I could adjust. That's that's the way I roll. I, I, I And I'll expand on what you said there. I agree with... What you say, don't be a hero. In, to me, in fantasy baseball, I avoid making moves really until the dust settles at the end of April. You know, don't get cute. You drafted guys for a 162-game, six-month season, five-month mm-hmm. season, you know, and you're going to make a rash judgment after two hot weeks right? or two cold weeks in Miserable weather in April. It's the longest season ever, and you can't do that. You can't. It's a huge mistake. I've seen people drop guys who have then gone on to have monster years. Uh, It's just a mistake. you really got to ride it out. Unless there's injury issues, you got to be patient. Fantasy baseball season is not one in April. Uh, Far from it. Far from it. And uh, a lot, a lot could change. So just, uh, just you got to be patient with it. That's for sure. Eric, let's take a look at our drafts. Um, okay. Let's look at the mixed league we did the other day. We're doing the mixed one? Yeah, let's okay. look at the mixed league. And we got some stakes in this one. We do have some stakes in this one. You know, you look at it, and and it's interesting. 
how so it's a six by six. Six let's, by let's six. Let's mention that it's a six it by six. It is a six, six by six. Quality starts. Right, and, and they have total bases. Total bases, which is an interesting category, and it's not an average league either. It's an OBP league. Yeah. Which I see a lot. Actually, I think the two leagues that I'm in are OBP leagues. Um, I guess people are maybe using that instead of the average category, which it's I kind of like. It's a lot more fun than the bad yeah. average. Yeah, because the average, everyone's like 250, and it's kind of boring. You know, now you get guys who walk a lot, and it's you know you get rewarded for the walks. and So I, I like that. The walks, hits batsmen, getting on base. I think getting on base is one of the most important things in baseball, so I think it should be a category. Now, how did you feel in that mixed league? Tell me, let's play it this way. Okay. When you look at that, your best pick. Yeah. My best pick. The pick. Ooh. Who's that pick that you go, yeah, that I am so thrilled I got this guy in this spot. Um, You know, I was really happy. Um, well, obviously I had the third pick in the draft. And I actually, maybe surprisingly, the first pick obviously was Trout. The second pick was Kershaw. Yes. Which I thought was a bit surprising. Yeah, I agree. Um, it kind of threw me for a loop because now I have McCutcheon and Stanton sitting in front of me. And I'm like, well, where do I go here? I I don't think I can go wrong, but I, I was like, where do I go? So I went with Giancarlo, and I'm really happy about that. The guy's an absolute stud. Um, you know, I feel like one of my best picks that I really like, okay, um, there's a couple of them, actually. I really like my offense. I really like George Springer. I think he's got a lot of upside. Um, and I really like getting Ian Desmond. I think I got Ian Desmond in round two, and then I took – which I loved, Josh Donaldson in round three. You got Ian Desmond. Here, here's a recap of your yeah, draft. Give me, give me a breakdown. I, don't have, right. I just have my team in front of me. All you right. got here's the draft results? I've got the draft results okay, good. here. So you took John Carlo at three. This was yep. an 11-team. 11-team, yep. So you have Ian Desmond at 20. You have Josh Donaldson at 25. I mean, those three guys to start your offense is phenomenal, yep. I think. Absolutely. I, George Springer at 42. Right. Uh, Second-year guy. Case in point, Jordan Zimmerman, Carlos Gonzalez, Starling Marte went immediately after Springer. Mm -hmm. More power, whether he gives you the on-base percentage you want. His OBP was 336. Uh, was that projection? Uh, 2014 was 336. It's in round five, you took Philly Hamilton. Right, so I wanted to grab some steals. Round six, you got your first pitcher, Sonny Gray. Yep. Round seven, you backed it up with Zamarja. Pitches went very early in this. Yeah, so draft. I sat and I took offense. Yeah, you know? I, I kind of did the same. Uh, round eight, you took Todd Frazier. And nine, I got Gordon. D. Gordon, D. Gordon, you doubled up on the speed. Right. Round 10, Lance Lynn. Your pitching's getting thin quick. Yep. Round 11, yeah. Jimmy Rollins. So a little more speed there. Round 12, Jason Worth. Hopefully he comes back healthy. Round 13, Russell Martin, underrated catcher. Round 14, Kenley Jensen, a closer. Round That's my first closer, round 14. Jake, I see. here's where I like your draft. I like Oda Rizzi from Tampa Bay in round 15. I like that right. value there. Papelbon in round 16, more reason why you wait on a closer. You know, guy who drafted Batances 10 rounds earlier now doesn't have a full-time closer, and you do in round 16. Right. Um, Andrew Miller in round 17. Round 18, you took Danny Salazar, who's going to be has been demoted yeah, to the so minus. I'm, I'm so that adding, may hurt. I'm doing an air drop there. And now you look at it, right, two places I'll after survive. that. You could have had Eric Hosmer, Mike Fiez, A.J. Pollock. Yeah. Uh, you took Scott Casimir in round 19. Good value there. Round 20. This, I think, is your best pick of the draft. Round 20. 
My round 20 pick? Brandon Belt. Oh, yeah. I mean, I couldn't believe he was there in round 20. Brandon Belt in he round 20. He was my corner infielder. Absolutely. I was, just like, I was like, this is phenomenal. His OBP is not great. But, but he's getting he's better every category. year. Yeah. yeah. I love him. Grandison in 21. Wade Davis in 22. In round 23, you took John Lackey. So there's a solid pitcher. Round 24, Austin Jackson. And then your final pick in round 25, pick 267. You took Clay Buckholz. Take a shot. You know, you never know. Yeah. I mean, I like, I love the Brandon Bell pick. That's probably your best pick in the draft. It really oh, is. Oh, thanks. Um, now, myself, and I'll, have, I'll read it off. Let me know what you think. I had the eighth overall pick. I started with Carlos Gomez. Phil's categories. I like Carlos Gomez a lot. Yep. Round two, Yasiel Puig. Yep. Now, I was torn at this spot between Yasiel Puig and Adam Jones. Mm. I went Puig. I probably would have went Jones. It's a preference. Yeah. I, 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 like you said, it's a coin flip. I think Jones is the more known quantity. I'm intrigued by Puig's upside, and I, I wanted him. Yeah, so that's it. You take the guy you want, and you roll with it. Round three, I took Freddie Freeman. And it's an OBP league, which is nice. And some people got on me over Freeman. I said, read his OBP and leave me alone. Round four, Jose Reyes. <laughs> Back off. That's it. Leave me alone. Round four, Jose Reyes. Gotta See, I'm, I'm not a big fan of guys, like, commenting during the draft. No. no like, you know, like, we're here and there, little things, but, like, nobody knows, like, on draft day exactly how it's going to go down during the season. So you taking Freddie Freeman in round three, why is that a bad pick? I don't understand how it could be a bad no protection. So what? He'll put up he'll put up stats. He'll still get his uh, exactly. Um, Ridiculous. I did round five. I took my first pitcher, Matt Harvey. Yeah. Yep. Thoughts? Good. He's <laughs> been terrific this spring. Yeah, and he said told the Mets leave me alone about leave me alone. No, don't about me. I'm, I'm gonna go out there and shut everyone down. You just shut up and let me date whoever I want. Right. I am your. I am the. And and I heard this on the New York radio. He is the face of, not just Mets, of New York baseball. He's I guess the guy. since Derek Jeter left, yeah. He's the guy. Like, he's got that aura, that that media. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know you, ever, you know the phrase? I know, yeah. Some people got it. Yeah, he, you can't describe it. He's got it. He's got, like, Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter has it. Yeah, I right? don't have it. No, I don't have it either. I mean, I used to have it, but thankfully the doctor gave me a cream and it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Uh, Nolan Arenado. I'm happy to hear that one away, by the way. It did. It took a while. Nolan Arenado in round six. <laughs> my boy, you were making fun of this one before we went on the air. Colton Wong in round seven. No, I didn't make fun of him. I just, you just, like, you love Wong. I, you gonna, love him. If, if, he's, if, so, he's good. Don't get me wrong. You they, love him. Fifteen homers, twenty-five steals out of your second You'd base. You'd ask him out to dinner right now. Oh, we'd hang out, me and the yeah. Wong. Yeah. No more Yankee, my wanky. Wong and need food. <laughs> uh, tight. I got David Wright in round ten. I was pleased by that. Yeah, that's 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 nice. That's uh, nice. You know, Drew Hutchinson. I took a flyer. People on are really down on Wright. They're like they've almost dismissed him as a dismissed fantasy him. player. So. And in a league that uses a corner infielder, um, I took some flyers on the Toronto pitchers. Drew Hutchinson in round eleven. The uh, young kid, Daniel Norris, in round 15. Right. You know, uh, I got my guy Paxton in every draft. I got him in round 18. I was hoping to get him from you. I should, probably could have taken him. No, you took him in 18, ahead of me in 18. Yeah. And then it threw me over for a loop. So, And I made an airdrop already. I did pick up Archie Bradley. 
Well, after he was announced as the first and I, I've made Arizona. an announcement for uh, an ad drop as well. Henry Mejia of the oh, Mets. And dropping Salazar. So. Yeah, so there you go. And that'll help fill my Jensen spot because Jensen's out right now. Yes. Now, well, let me ask you this. The night before, we had an NL only, but not only an NL only, an ML only auction. Oh, uh, it beat me up mentally. It hurts so much. Hurts after so doing much. the auction, Ugh. do you now see the enjoyment and the fun in doing an auction over a standard snake draft? Um, I see the skill that's involved in an auction draft. It's a lot more skill than involved in a snake draft. A snake draft, more most of the time, the players are listed. You take similar to the best player on the board. You know, it's it's kind of set up it's for clean, you. It's clean. It's pay. easy. And it's done in like an hour and a half. It's over. Right. The auction draft, you really have to make a decision about who you want and when to spend your money. Mm-hmm. And also, you also got to look at, you know, when do I throw out the really cheap players? When do I throw out – do I just throw a name out there I have no interest in and just let people just get their money away? Which is what Lenny Melnick did yeah, all night. Yeah, Lenny Melnick just did it all he night. He did it all night with the clothes. Yeah, I don't want these guys. Just let, let, ever, let other people spend on these he guys. He spent all of his money on base on offense. He doesn't spend much money on pitching. No. At all. So I, I found that very interesting how some guys – where guys spent their money. Yeah. You know. Well, well, you've got to go into the auction with the philosophy. I'm going to go. It's going to be holes. I'm going to, I'm going to go top. Well, in, especially in a league auction. In an NL on every twelve, twelve team NL only. A lot with of positions. Corner infield, the minor infield, four outfielders, five outfielders. Was it five? Five oh outfielders. My God. And a utility. So you know, it is, you, nobody's team looks good on paper. Anybody who tells you I love my team, it doesn't look good on paper. Right. My my fifth outfielder is Scott Van Slyke of the Dodgers, who's their fourth slash fifth outfielder. Right. And he's going to play. Maybe what do you he's going to play against? Week? He's going to play against lefties in a right. platoon with Carl Crawford. Right. <laughs> so, so I'm hoping he gets. So three. It could be a week he doesn't even play. Yeah, and then you hope other weeks. But you know, right now, so like I look at your team, right? Your biggest spent, your most expensive player was Matt Harvey at thirty dollars. I didn't spend more than thirty bucks on a player. I tried to. Now know, is Harvey? Is he worth it? I don't know. If you spend twenty five on Freeman, I like that. I, Rendon, I didn't realize had a knee, but he, it seems like he'll be, be back. Right. I like Wainwright for twenty. Right. I like Stalin Castro for twenty. Yeah, I thought the, I, I was happy getting Castro for twenty. Bucks. I thought you spent too much on Cshek at nineteen. You know what happened? I bid on a couple of closers earlier, and I just got annoyed. And I just kept bidding up a dollar. I wanted to get one. You needed one. If I just. I, he, I think he's my only closer. But see, then you got Addison Reed for six. Who's the closer oh, for Arizona? Reed. Right, 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 right. And Bobby right. Parnell may end up being the closer of the match for four bucks. For four. So I tried to balance it out with Parnell. I tried to balance out the yeah. nineteen. Because I looked at the nineteen I spent for Cshek, and then you see, oh, I spent twenty five on Freeman. I spent six less dollars on a. I, I mean, it's right? Like, you kill, you kick yourself a little yeah. bit. It was my first one. Right. My first you know, one. you got to me. I'm looking at it. Tim Hudson for two bucks in an NL only. I like. Yeah. Bartolo Colon for three dollars. I like. Needs I um, got for like seven bucks. Needs for seven dollars. I like. Jake Lamb maybe the opening day third baseman for Arizona. See, I got stuck with the corner infielder position. Like I took Jake Lamb and I also took uh, Markel Franco at third base. I, I don't know if these guys are going to play. We got to watch that come opening but day. There, who else was? It was I'm yeah, looking at the left. Nothing there. You know, I it's agree. Crazy. You know, um, Ryan Howard for twelve bucks to fill a utility spot. Gurko for fourteen. Johnny Peralta to be shortstop for eleven. That's a terrific play. Yeah, I got, I got him for eleven bucks, I think, which now, was a good deal. Now what I did is I kind of threw out some guys early that I thought I could get on the cheap. 
that I know we're going to get at bats every day. I saw day. you doing that. I wanted to do that too. And did you realize my strategy? Yeah, yeah I, I saw it. Like, not the like. I, I did see it. and I thought it was good. I almost feel like at some points it was. It's 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 question like, do you save your money? Let everyone spend up front, and then you get a top player later for like twenty five because people don't have the resources they had earlier in the draft. Well, for, for, I mean, I mean, here's you know? the thing. Look at this. You know, you've got guys who got. This one team in here, their most expensive player was Ryan Braun. At what? How much? 24. Yeah. You know, uh, and he also got John Lester for 21. You know. Uh, my, my, buddy, my buddy went big at the beginning. Melnick's most expensive player, Lenny Melnick's, was Todd Frazier at 30. I say I think he overpaid for Zach Frazier. Zach Granke at 27. You think 30 is too high for Frazier? Possibly. I think 30 is too high. That's what I think. Um, I'm just looking. All right, so Harvey at thirty bucks or Frazier at thirty bucks? Who are you paying for? Frazier's gonna play every day. Harvey's stunned. You know, uh, Evan Tarasiano, a Broto expert, he spent a boatload on John Carlos Stanton. He spent forty three dollars. Also spent thirty on Carlos Gonzalez. You know, so he ended up with quite a few one dollar players. Some of them who will play. But he's got you know two studs, and 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 only you know. It depends how you want to play it. You, you know? know, real talk Raph from rotoballer.com, who we, who had a lot to say the entire draft. A lot, yeah. You know, he spent very heavy on some guys who, in my view, are, are interesting. You know, Goldschmidt at 41, okay. That's the same as Giancarlo. You know, I don't know. I got Anthony Rizzo for 37. Right. Stalling Marte for 34. Pedro Alvarez for $30. That's insane. Insane. That's the same insane. as. That's the same as. I, I mean, I'd rather spend thirty dollars on a lot of other players. Meanwhile, Tarasiano spent twenty eight on Troy Tulowitzki. Right. So you're telling me Pedro Alvarez has more value than Troy you Tulowitzki? Know, uh, crazy. Uh, Bryce Harper for thirty four. You know, they, See, Harper. That, that's. I'd rather have Harper for, for thirty four though. But it, then, it, then Pedro Alvarez for. But 30. Harper for thirty four is even too high because if you really look at his statistics, I, I don't think it. The thirty-four dollars, like you know what I mean, like it could maybe work out, but thirty-four is a lot to spend on potential. Mm. I, I think I'm just saying I don't think he's worth thirty-four dollars. Uh, but thirty dollars for Pedro Alvarez, who's not going to play against lefties, can't hit him. All right, it's just an insane amount. Julio Tehran for twenty-five, good pitcher, very good pitcher. Right, I got he, I got Harvey for thirty, and Julio Tehran's not going to give you the wins because the Braves are not going to be a very good. I mean, I got Wainwright for twenty. I got Wainwright a lot cheaper than Tehran. Like you know, I, I just that's expensive to spend that money on those guys. Uh, I mean, just a lot of you know. I mean, I have like no stolen bases on my team though. I'm so, so team. my team, but like oh. I was talking about, I mean, I ended up getting Wilma Flores. Now you could say, oh, Wilma Flores, the starting shortstop. I only got him for seven bucks. I got the Cubs starting second baseman Tommy Listella for five dollars after Javier Baez gets demoted. I got Casey McGee, and I was getting ripped apart for Casey McGee. But you tell me, Casey McGee at third base for five dollars, or Pedro Alvarez for thirty? Yeah, yeah. Okay, different players, but on base percentage is a category, and I'm going to get yeah. that from Casey McGee. I, I spent money on speed. I spent nineteen dollars on Billy Hamilton. Like I said, Rizzo was my most expensive player, twenty thirty-seven. Madison Bumgarner, I got for twenty-seven. Um, to be my ace, I spent on Jacob Degrom a little more than I would have liked. I spent twenty one on Degrom. Yeah, but he's, he could be good. Um, you know, and then and then 
like I said, I liked KHMC. I got Daniel Murphy. I got Angel Pagan for $5. I got Brett Anderson of the Dodgers. He's going to start for them for 3 I got John Jay, the Cardinals center fielder, for 2 I got Juan Uribe, the Dodgers third baseman, for 3 Dan Harron for $2. Scott Van Slyke for $2. Jake Peavy for 5 Got to stay healthy in an NL only league as well. I mean, I'm just looking at my team, and I'm like, gosh, it just looks so bad. But then you go look at somebody else's team, it looks just as bad. Because there's so many, like, dead spots. Everybody's going to have them. It's so interesting. Ultimately, what you're looking for in an NL only is quality at bats. Like, how could I have, like, uh, how could I have some of these guys starting? You know what I mean? It's so weird. But they're going to, and they may not play every day, and that's you kind of got to adjust the mindset. It's, it's, it's interesting. And, you know, it's my first one, so we'll see what happens. Cool. All right. It's cool, though. I like it. It was fun. It was a fun it's night. It's long, though, and you got to be prepared for that. Like, I wasn't, you know, I had a long day ahead of that, and, you know, it was moving. I was like, oh, it's moving pretty good. And then I realized it was like pick 30 of 288. You know, I was like, oh, goodness. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you got to start a little five hours. Started, Round five hours. It started about eight. It ended by the last time guy logged off. I just don't know. By what, about 12. It took about four and a half The hours. only thing I didn't like was, like, somebody would nominate, say, McCutcheon for, like, a dollar. It happened a lot. Just nominate him for 20. Nominate him for 25. Or even nominate for a dollar, and then if you're going to bid, just go it, 25 Go to 20 next. and let's go. Right. Yeah. I agree. There was a couple times I'm like, why, like... Why is somebody like Giancarlo start, starting at five dollars? Right. Why are we wasting time here? Start him at thirty. You know he's not going for less than that, really. Right. Yeah, that's true. You know, in, in theory, right? So that is true. So that could help speed the draft up, I guess. The more you do of them, I guess maybe guys probably do that stuff. You know, even jump it to ten or fifteen. You know. Mhm. But I tried to do that with a few, and then it didn't really work out. But um. So the, the overall, though, it's good. Start a little early next year, though, and, yeah, uh, absolutely. and, we'll, be, and we'll be good to go. Eric, I'm going to throw at you next week now when we have opening day, Sunday night, Monday. We do have some guys. Which I will watch the Sunday night game. Yeah. I always watch the first game of the year. Absolutely. You got it. Always. Um, I'm going to throw some names at you. These are players who are starting two games next week. Pitchers. Oh, sorry, pitchers. You start pitchers. Okay, good. For your weekly league, not a Fanduel thing, a weekly league, Two-star pitches, and I don't see any reason why any of them wouldn't be must-starts. Uh, but the following pitches will have two starts next week. Max Scherzer, Clayton Kershaw. Most of these guys are Monday and then either Saturday or Sunday, April 11th and 12th. Yeah. Felix Hernandez, mm-hmm. Johnny Sueto, Madison Bumgarner, Cole Hamels, Corey Gluber, David Price, Adam Wainwright, Jeff Zamarja, Sonny Gray, Julio yeah. Tehran, James Shields, Masahiro Tanaka, John Lester, Phil Hughes. I don't see any name here that I would consider putting on my bench. You can't. Tyson Ross of San Diego is going to get two starts as well. I like him this year. I do too. I thought he was terrific last year. Jared Weaver, your Donnie Ventura. Here's one. Dallas Kuchel of Houston against Cleveland and at Texas. See, his name was in front of me in a draft for a while, and I kept looking at it. I just couldn't, like... Couldn't pull the trigger I on just him. couldn't pull the trigger on him. I just... He had a nice year last year. For some reason, I just kept looking at him like, why don't I just take this guy? Why don't I just take this guy? I didn't take him, but I kept looking at him. Depending though. upon your team, Dallas Kuchel is a maybe start for me. Same with the next guy, Chris Tillman. Same with Chris Archer of Tampa. Francisco Liriano of Pittsburgh is going to get two starts next week. Henderson Alvarez 
of Miami is going to get two starts. Cologne. Um, Drew Hutchinson of Toronto. Drew Hutchinson, uh, who I like a lot. Terrific strikeout to walk rate. Uh, more than a strikeout per inning guy. Now, what about Clay Buckles? Are you rolling the dice Ooh. after the terrible season he had? And I have him. Would you have? Would you play him at Philly against Cole Hamels and at the Yankees against Tanaka? I personally would not. Um, right now, let me go. Just, I'm pretty sure I have this. I'm just looking at it right now. I'm 97% sure that I do not have him in right now. Um, no, I did have him in. Who would be your alternative? Okay, so all right, so right now I have him in just because I think because he had two starts and I just kind of set it up that way. I didn't really think about it much yet because it's a little about a day, couple of days. Um, I got Lance Lynn right now on the bench. He's probably going to get one start. He's a one starter. Um, Danny Salazar's gone. I did, that's my drive. I have Casimir. See, Casimir is interesting to me. He's definitely he's only a one start guy next week, but maybe I start him instead. You know, do he, do you trust Casimir with one star yes. or Buckholz with two? Now that you think about it, it's got to be Casimir for one, right? Because Buckholz, he could potentially give you two good ones. He's in two hitters parks though, and with tough matchups against Hamels and Tanaka, it's going to be tough yeah, to get tough a win. Yeah, tough to get a win. You don't chase wins though. No, you don't. But where has when was the last time you had faith in Buckholz? It's been a few yeah. years. Yeah. The, he could be. They, well, he could be he could be epically bad in two starts and he, kill your week. Kill your week, he ruin you. I could deal with a, a, a so-so outing from Casimir. You could survive both. one bad start. You can't survive two. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's some other pitchers who are fall under that category. Giovanni oh. Gallardo is the same to me. Kyle Lose of Milwaukee. Yeah. Jake Peavy of San Francisco. Uh, Josh Kalmenter, who's the opening day starter of Arizona. My God, stay away. <laughs> Jesse Hahn of Oakland. Jesse Hahn, I like, actually. He pitched very well last year for the Padres when he was up. Bartolo Colon of the Mets. Bartolo Colon's going at Washington and at Atlanta. Stay away. Uh, He's going up against Scherzer and then Tehran if everything goes right. Right. Yeah. You know, and now all of this can change with rainouts. That's why there's the day off Tuesday, blah, 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 blah. I mean, Kobe Lewis. Colon could Kyle give Pickers. you a good start against Atlanta, though. Atlanta doesn't impress me. But yeah, it's Washington still two starts smash. on the road. Yeah. Who knows what's going to happen there? So there are some guys getting two starts that it's too early in the season to start streaming a starter for a week. Mm-hmm. Stay away. Play one of your one-start guys and, and go with that and avoid getting hammered. Right. Avoid getting uh, hammered. So I also have I have Lance Lynn on the bench right now. These are the guys I have in. Sonny Gray and Samarja in. Oda Rizzi. I play with him. Papelbon in. I have Andrew Miller and Wade Davis in right now, and I have John Lackey and Casimir in. Do you see Lance Lynn replacing any of those guys for my first week of the season? Lance Lynn. Do I put him in instead of Lackey? Um, Lance Lynn. I wouldn't know. Not Lackey. Instead of Wade Davis, maybe? That's who I would think. I mean, there's no holds in the league, right? No, but Wade Davis is a very solid pitcher, and you know he's going to get used. That's what I'm trying to figure out. I, I I might the player I was looking to switch him out for would be probably Wade Davis. Yeah, that's what I would do. I'm gonna leave Miller in because he might get some saves the first week. You know, he might he might be closing games. Lance Lynn is going game two, April seventh against the Cubbies. Yeah, I'd go with it. Cubs second starter after Lester would be Aredia. I I go Lance Lynn. Yeah, I go Lance Lynn. That's what I'm going with right now, but. 
That's what I would do. It's interesting, though. You got Oda Rizzi going against Baltimore the sec- on April 7th. I don't love that. It's all right, though. Oda Rizzi can pitch. Don't chase wins with him. Oh. I don't know how much Tampa, Tampa Bay's not. I don't think Tampa Bay's going to win many games this year. But. No, no, they're not. Um, but all I need is a solid start. All I need is quality starts. In this league, there is a quality start category. Right, six so. innings, three earned, and you got a point. Six I'm innings. just excited for it to start. I mean, I'm looking here at last year's. Well, let's get this year's stats going. Yeah, forget yeah. it. I mean, what is it? Sunday night is what two nights away, and there's only like one game on, so it's just like it's not that exciting. Is there only one game Sunday night? Sunday night, one, one game, game, and then yeah. full date Monday, and then limited games on Tuesday. Because of, in case you have makeups right, on Monday. Right, 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 right. And then really Wednesday is when things really then You get a and nice ebb and flow. All balls to the wall, we're going. No, that's it, man. Baseball every day. I got my, my package plan ready here. You on have Yahoo. It? Yeah, I get it. I get it. What do they charge you for that? A couple of bucks. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, producers here, though, uh, the uh, ownership here at Draft Smashers Radio help pay for that. So I'll be sending out an email. Um, <laughs> the. Um, I don't even. I, I just don't get it sometimes because I don't feel like I watch. I always watch it on the computer. Like I look at the stats online. Well, then you can go get, get the MLB TV package, which is cheaper, and you can watch our games online. There's nothing wrong with that, right? No, it's cheaper than the actual TV. Like my wife watches show. like Revenge or something. You know, one of those shows. I have no put, interest in. Grab your grab your iPad and pick iPad a game. iPad and just put it in my face. There you so, go. Done. Okay. Um. I'm not going to go through all of it just because we don't have the time. But I do. I've done some research for next week for the daily fantasy play, mm-hmm. and you'll be able to see all these articles up on DraftSmashers. dot com. But there's some interesting, interesting matchups that maybe you know people don't realize. Like for example, uh, April sixth, opening day. Mm-hmm. You're looking for a catcher. Mm-hmm. Buster Posey is going up against Josh Commenter. Mm. He's worth the money. Okay. He's He's got a career 6'11 batting average with three home runs. Wow. Uh, Miggy Cabrera, also on Monday. Now, you're going to say, well, Anthony, obviously I'm going to play Miggy Cabrera. Well, it doesn't always work that way, right? We know that, Eric, just because of the finances you've got to get him daily to fit. Leagues, it doesn't work that way. Well, here's Miggy Cabrera. Make him fit on Monday. <laughs> Against Phil Hughes, he's batting 5'16 with five career home runs. That's pretty good. Make Miggy fit. Um, you know, on Tuesday... On Tuesday, maybe you go Jimmy Rollins. Tuesday, April 7th. Go Jimmy Rollins at shortstop. Could probably get him a lot less than a Tulowitzki. Oh, yeah. Jimmy Rollins has a 400 career batting average against Tyson Ross. I'm going to look at him making a team right now. Um, on Tuesday, April 7th, one of my guys, James Paxton. You love James Paxton. Okay. Against the Angels. Career numbers are 2-1 with a 2.59 ERA. You probably get him at a pretty good price, too. Zach Granke on Tuesday is pitching against San Diego. Career against the Padres, 4-0, 1.84 ERA. Now, I know it's they a different little, San Diego yeah, a team. Different offense it's a different year, team. Though. I get it. Here's a sleeper outfielder on Tuesday, April 7th. Steve Pierce of the Baltimore Orioles. You say, why would I pay for Steve Pierce? Very underrated player, I think. Steve Pierce is a 667 batting average with one home run against Jake Odorizzi. Oh, I know Pierce, you know, hurts his calf or something. Um... <laughs> Wednesday, April 8th. Okay, a lot of good pitching matchups here. Matt Shoemaker, pitcher for the Angels. He's 2-0 and with a 177 ERA against Seattle. Hasashi Awukama of the Seattle Mariners. Awukama. 6-1, and 275 career ERA against the Angels. Uh, 
Ian Kinsler, play him at second base on April 8th. Ian Kinsler, career batting average of 352 with a home run against Irvin Santana. April 9th, that would be Thursday. Yep. Matt Kemp, play him in the outfield, 364, one home run lifetime versus Tim Hudson. Ian Kennedy, get him on the mound, a lifetime against the Giants, 9 and 4. Two five two ERA. It's a lot of starts. It's a lot of starts. That's a that's a proven record there. Friday the tenth, some players to highlight: J.D. Martinez, outfielder for the Detroit Tigers, six sixty seven, one career home run against Zach McAllister. How about these numbers? Andrew McCutcheon, Friday April tenth, five fifty four batting average with four home runs against Mike Fiers of the Milwaukee Brewers. Wow. Saturday the eleventh. Cole Calhoun, get him in the outfield. 500 batting average against Jeremy Guthrie. Here's a pitcher, Saturday, and people are going to laugh. They're going to go, Anthony, you're out of your mind. Cheap pitcher for Saturday the 11th, Dylan G. Okay. Lifetime against the Braves, 6-4, 2-7-9 ERA. And the Braves aren't the same offensively that they were just a year ago. Would you play a player against Corey Gluber, reigning American League Cy Young Award winner? Um, probably not. What if the guy we batted three fifty, a uh, five thirty six with three career home runs? Well, that changes it, and especially if his name's Miguel Cabrera. Miggy. And then finally, next Sunday, April twelfth, Dustin Pedroia against Masahiro Tanaka. He hits Tanaka. He hit five seventy one against him last year. That's pretty good. Okay. That would be Tanaka's second start. Would you consider playing Desmond Jennings? Would you consider playing any Tampa Bay Rays? Offensive players, I mean, in the right matchup, probably, you know, Longoria probably in the right matchup. Next Sunday, April 12th, they're going against Henderson Alvarez. Right. Evan Longoria, lifetime against Alvarez, 538 with three home runs. Desmond Jennings, 364 with two home runs. Playing both, and you're probably getting a decent price. Okay. Uh, Jared Weaver, next Sunday the 12th, 7-4, 221 lifetime against the Kansas City Royals. What I just read is the information you're going to see on the website each day. So every day go, uh, my matchups of the week will be up there. But, Eric, before we wrap up. That's pretty good. You did a nice little rundown there. Those are just some of the highlights. I've got a player for every position for every day next. Those are just your starred ones. Yeah. You enjoy I, those the best. Those are my plays of the day. Now, you've got to get them to work financially because um, certain people use different sites. So I'm not going to tell you the ideal matchup. I'm not going to sit here and tell you play the this guy for that dollar. Score system too. Absolutely. Like that. Absolutely. But those are guys you're going to consider at different positions. Uh, talking to the guys over at Draft Smashers, those, those stats and those players will be up the night before. So, so Monday's games, the numbers will be up Sunday night. Tuesday's games, it'll be up Monday. Player at each position, three outfielders, two starting pitchers, career stats against who they're going with. And... Um, Help you make some informed selections. Yeah. Courtesy of Draft Smasher Radio and DraftSmashers.com. All right, Eric. Now I really want to have some fun. I don't even want to uh, talk fantasy anymore. Let's just talk some baseball. Okay. With about, I don't know, let's say, you know, another 15, 20 minutes left in the show. Maybe even more. Maybe we'll go over a little bit. I pulled up the Vegas betting lines. For each and every team. Now, we've talked about the teams. We have a good idea of what we are. I'm going to throw the number at you. You tell me if it's over or under. And we're going to put a little wager on it. The, te- the one of us who gets more of them correct 
Can we put a side wager on our fantasy um, league also? We could do that also. Okay. Oh, it's in the notebook. It's going in the notebook. It's going this in the black book. This is official. All right. Um, it's a fantasy black book. It's a fantasy black book. Yeah. My other black book is somewhere else. It's gone. <laughs> For years now. All right. Here's the first team. Arizona Diamondbacks. It's a good lineup, though. Pitching Josh Comment is your opening day starter. Yeah. They brought up Archie Bradley. What's their over under, 72? 71 and a half. That was a good guess. Uh... They could easily. I'm gonna say under. I agree. I'm gonna say under as well. I, I think, think they could lose 100 games this year. They they could come close. This team is not very good. They could uh, lose you've got games. Goldschmidt. You've got Trumbo. Yosmani Tomas has been a terrible decision. Yeah. He, he cannot play defense. His offense isn't as good as they thought. Trumbo's defense isn't good either. Though. Well, that's the problem. Is you got Trumbo in the outfield and you got nowhere to put Tomas. Uh, he's terrible at third base. Uh, their top catching prospect, Peter O'Brien, has a case of the yips. He can't throw the ball back to the pitcher. They're a mess. Pitching staff, Josh Calmenta, Jeremy Hellickson, Chase Anderson, Ruby De La Rosa, and now they just went with Archie Bradley as well. This is not a good team. Got two thumpers in the middle, but not much else to like. I like Pollock a little bit, but 71.5, I'm going with the under. All right, Eric, the Atlanta Braves. Okay. Over under is seventy three and a half. New team here. Tehran leads the rotation. Uh, offensively, it's Freddie Freeman and a lot to be desired. To be honest with you. Uh, Sports Illustrated. Sports Illustrated baseball issue gave them seventy one wins on the season. Their lineup: Marquez, Chris Johnson, Freddie Freeman. BJ, now known as Melvin Upton, Johnny Gomes. How about that? Just changing name, like yeah, Giancarlo. Why yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? I'm uh, gonna say under. Tehran, they got good pitching. Tehran, Alex Wood, Shelby Miller, Mike Miner. Right, but I, th- I think the Nationals could beat them like 16 times this year. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the under as well. I could see them winning 70, 71 games. I'm gonna go with the under. Baltimore Orioles. One of, one of those were right on. One were wrong on. I just have a feeling. Yeah, you know, it took two unders to start. I feel weird. Baltimore, 82 and a half. Over. You're going over that Right play. away, over. 84 win team. They lost, they lost 84 win. Nelson Cruz. 84 win. They lost Marcakis. They've got a full season of Chris Davis and Manny Machado. Chris Davis is, uh, Chris Tillman is still their ace. Weeders is going to come back too. So I'm not Weeders will be back. I think they're over. Their pitching's kind of weak, but I think they're over. I agree with you, actually. Oh, I can say 84, 85. We're tied so far. Who's good? What? This might come down to, like, one team. Yeah. One team. Boston Red Sox, 86 and a half. Whew, that's, that's a good number, one. man. That is a really good number. Vegas knows what they're doing. Can they get 87 wins? That's yeah. the question. Could they have 85 wins? Yes, they could. Yeah. Starting staff, Clay Buchholz, Rick Porcello, Bunch Justin Masterson, Wayne Miley, Joe Kelly. Koji Uhara there closes a little nicked up. Edward Mojica would start closing at the start of the year. Uh, Rosny Castillo, Castillo has been sent down. Shane Victorino is going to play right field. Mookie Betts is in, la- in center with Hanley in right. In left, I'm sorry. They've lost their catcher as well, Christian Vasquez, to Tommy John surgery. 
I'm going to say under. 84 wins. I don't think their pitching's that great. I think it's a bunch of threes at best. I don't really love their pitching staff at all. Under. I'm going under as well. I, oh, so I think they overpaid for Sandoval. I don't know how Hanley Ramirez handles left field. Pedroia, to me, is on his last legs. David Ortiz has to slow down at some point. some point, right? Chicago Cubs. Cubbies. 82 and a half. We know how active they were. Let's get wild. I'm going over. You're going to go over? Yeah, I think they make the playoffs this year. Yeah, huh? Yeah. Lenny Melnick yelled at me last week when you were out for saying that they were playing to win. He doesn't feel they are playing to win just yet. Uh, Really, Lenny? Yeah. I think they are. Javier Baez has been demoted. Chris Bryant's been demoted. Baez will be back. Javier Baez, who knows if he's going to be back. If he keeps striking out at 40% rate, he's not going to be back. I Uh, think they're going to go over. They added Fowler. You got Castro and Anthony Rizzo, the rookie Solaire in right field. You've added Lester to go with Arietta and Jason Hamill, Kyle Hendricks. Hector Rondon hopefully can hold down the closing job. You're going over. Yeah. Uh, only because I said it last week, I've got to go over as well. Not much over. I don't think they're making the playoffs. I'm not going crazy like you. Well, you, I mean, you said Royals 95 wins last year. It took them the playoffs to get it, but you were almost right. Um. I was right about that. Thank you very much. Almost right about that. Chicago White Sox, 81 and a half. <sighs> White Sox were active. I know. They got Samarja. They had, they got, they, I mean, they have Sale and Samarja at the front of their rotation. <sighs> Over. Adam Eaton. They added Melky. They added Adam LaRoche. Abisail Garcia. Jose Quintana, John Danks, Hector Noisy, David Robertson, they added to close. Over. 81 and a half. They're an 85 win team. <sighs> still tied. Yep, still tied. So it's going to come down to one team. That's one what's going to make this interesting. What, what if we agree on all of them? Uh-huh. I'll go the other way on the Cubs then. Cincinnati Reds, 77 and a half. Under. You're going on this. Yeah, I'm going to disagree there. Yes. I'm going to go over. Here we go. Over. It's on the Reds. Uh, <laughs> Stop there. Uh, you know, Cincinnati, if they stay healthy, Under. to me, they've got some talent still. 77. I'm not saying they're going to win 85 games. I'm saying they win 78 or 79. You know, you still got Joey Votto. You got Jay Bruce. You got Brandon Phillips. One last shot for these guys. Mezzarosco. Billy Hamilton should be better. I like Mezzarosco. Uh, Homer Bailey should be better than last year. You've got Johnny Sueto at the top. Mike Leake and Chapman. Not a playoff team, probably a fourth place team in that division. Under. Let's say 78, 77 and a half. I give them 78. Cleveland Indians. Los Indians. 84 and a half. Under. You're going under? Mm-hmm. I'm going to wholly disagree and go over. Good. Uh, Sports Illustrated has Cleveland picked to win the World Series. I disagree. Uh, obviously. Yeah. You know, Cleveland. When you look at their their offense, with Michael Brantley, Carlos Santana, Jason Kittness, Jan Gomes, the addition of Brandon Moss to DH, Corey Gluber, Carlos Carrasco, Trevor Bauer, TJ House, some good pitching, Cody Allen to close, uh, 84 and a half. Ike, they can win 87, 88 games, the Cleveland Indians. Colorado Rockies at 71 and a half. I'm going to go first. That, to me, is a far and away under. 
Yeah, um, I agree with that. That's, Tulowitzki, Cargo, Morneau, all of them could be traded. They have no pitching to speak of whatsoever. Detroit Tigers, 84.5. I think that's low for them. Victor Martinez, Mil- uh, Miggy Cabrera are playing. I'm going to go with the over for Detroit mm. on 84.5. They lost Scherzer, but they've got a full season of David Price. Verlander is on the DL right now, though. To me, their pitching could hold them back, Eric. I'll no. disagree. I'll go under. You're not expecting a playoff season out of Detroit? Nah, I'll go under. We've got to disagree somewhere. You know, Anibal Sanchez, Alfredo. I mean, their pitching's weak after Price. Verlander, you don't know what you're going to get. Offensively, Sanchez though, they're right. going to they're score runs, though. Houston Astros, 75 and a half. Wow. Their team on the rise. Whether the rise is coming yet, I, I debate. I'm going to say it's still under that number. I think they're a 71 team. You know, Altuve, Springer, Chris Carter, Gaddis. This is a team I just don't think they're ready yet to start winning games. No, this is a team that's going to hit a lot of home runs and strike out a lot. I'm going under 75 and a half. Better than last year, not quite ready yet, though. All I, right, Eric. I think they're under that, yeah. Kansas City Royals, my team from last year. Okay. 80 and a half. Vegas is, not, is barely <sighs> predicting them to be 500. Wow. They've lost. I kind of agree with that. They've lost Aoki. They've lost a good amount. They've lost James Shields. They've replaced and they lost Billy Butler. They've replaced Aoki with Alex Rios and Wright. They've replaced Billy Butler with Kendrys Morales. The downgrade is replacing James Shields with Edinson Volquez. Still, I thought, maybe got. I thought the other two were downgrades too. They still probably have the best bullpen in baseball with Holland and Davis. I don't think they're going to score a lot though. They didn't have to score a lot last year. I know, but uh, you know you got guys who are going to run all over the place. I'm going to I'm going to take. You're going to take the under. I'm going to take the over. You're going over. I think they'll get 82 wins. They'll just break 500. They won't make the playoffs. I had written over in as you were talking as well. Yeah, uh, they're an 81, 82, 83 win team. They're That's not going to make the postseason. They're in a tougher division this year as well. Yeah, the White Sox are better. The Indians are better. Detroit is still Detroit. Tougher division, not a playoff team. But they're a, a, at least a 500 team with at least 81 wins. Los Angeles Angels won the West last year. Tough number to predict here. 88 and a half. Under. You're going under. Yeah. Why? Uh, I just, I just, I just flipped a coin. I don't know. I don't. Well, that, I, I don't know. That's educational. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just. This is all flipping a coin. Right at this point of the year, I think, because um, these numbers are really good. So you're gonna, I, I just, that means they'd have to win 90 games basically. So I'm, I'm disagreeing. I'm going, yeah. I'm going the over. Um, I, I just don't, I don't, I don't. You got it. You got a nice outfield, even without Josh Hamilton. They might be better without Josh Hamilton right now because they're not be. committed to playing yeah, him. I know. So you got Trout, you got Cole Calhoun, Matt Joyce is gonna play some outfield. He's a decent little hitter. C.J. Crone, the young kid's going to D.H. Pujols is still putting up numbers. All right, Jared Weaver, Garrett Richardson's knee looks okay. C.J. Wilson, Schumacher, like the trade for the young kid, Andrew Haney. They got a full season of Houston Street to close. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to say under. You're going to say 86, 87 let's, wins. Let's, you got to disagree somewhere. 
87 wins is still a good season. Yeah, it's still a wild card. And in a tough division. Technically, they can win 88, and I still win. You still win. You're absolutely right. Seattle's going to be better. Yeah. Oakland's pretty good. Texas, see what I, happens. I think they have a decent division. I they mean, got a good division. I yeah, agree with Texas that. Texas stinks. Well, the injury to you, Darvish, kills Texas. Yes, yeah, Texas is done. You put them down for an under right now. The Dodgers. Their number is 92 and a half. So I said 91. So you're going no, no under. I'm just going to say under right now. I think they win 91 games. That's a tough number to predict. That's a lot of wins. It's a lot of wins. They have a good team. I mean, come on. You know Kershaw is going to win. He's going to win you 20. 20. And lose two or three. I mean, he's right. not going to lose many. Granky's going to win you 15. Yeah. I, 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 just, I just think 92 and a half. If I had to bet, I would go under. See, I'm going to go the over. Okay. Um, I like what they did to the back of their rotation with Brandon McCarthy and Brett Anderson. See, I don't, I don't, I don't see with Brett Anderson. He can't stay healthy, and McCarthy was rejuvenated, got his contract. I worry about those things. What about the moves in the middle of the infield with Howie Kendrick and Jimmy Rollins? Uh, that I like as well. I don't think it's much different than having Hanley and D Gordon there. I don't think it's that much different offensively. I don't think it's that much different. See, I think you're going to get a little spark from Jimmy Rollins coming back to a contender. Yeah, I mean, but Hanley's good. I mean, and D. Gordon did his thing with stealing bases and scoring runs. Kendricks probably will have a little higher batting average, but he'll steal less bases, maybe hit a few more home runs. He only has like seven home runs, and he's not like he's hitting a lot of home runs. Yeah. I I, I think they're very similar. I'm going to say 92 wins, so that would give 91 wins, so that's going to be the under. All right. Miami Marlins. A lot of people say the Marlins are a wild card contender here this year, Eric. Uh, One of the best young outfields in baseball with (sighs) Yelich. And uh, and Ozuna and John Carlo, you know they added D Gordon, they added Mike Morse, they added Matt Latos to the rotation. Jose Fernandez is out till probably June or July. Eighty-two and a half. Mm. I'm taking the over. Um, the Marlins are what's going to keep my Mets out of the postseason potentially. You know Latos, Howard Anderson, Jared Cozart. They added the veteran Dan Harron. C-Shack's a good closer. You spent good money for him. <laughs> um, added Ichiro, Martin Prado to be the third baseman. Uh, I'm just going to say under. They are not in 500 80, exactly. 81 and 81. 500 exactly. There you go. Um, Milwaukee Brewers. They added Adam Lynn to play first base. They have them at 78 and a half. <laughs> They're, to me, a team full of number three starters. Uh, Ryan Braun, what does he have left? That's up for debate. I'm going with the under. I don't like the Brewers this year at all. You know? I agree with you on that. Really, their biggest offseason acquisition is Adam Lind. Aaron Miss Ramirez is a year older. Chris Davis is a social player. Can Gene Segura rebound? I, I agree. I'm taking the under on Milwaukee. Minnesota Twins, 72 and a half. This is a team with a ton of young prospects, especially Sano and Buxton. Both of them are not playing for them right now. They're down in the minors. Those are dynasty league and law and keeper league type of guys. Uh, you know, Joe Maurer is not the player he was. They're pitching other than Phil Hughes. You're looking at Irvin Santana, Kyle Gibson, Ricky Nolasco, Mike Pelfrey was sent to the bullpen. Perkins is a pretty good closer. Oswaldo Garcia, they added Torrey Hunter, Kenny's Vargas. Danny Santana, Brian Dozier, I'm going with the under. To me, this is a 65-68 win team. 
What was the over under? Sixty-seven. Uh, Minnesota seventy-two and a half. Nah, it's under. It's under. Not enough talent there again. In a division where the Kansas City Royals may be the fourth place team. Right, and have eighty wins. Right, the Royals, yeah. the White this Sox. Not, there's not enough Kansas to win in that division. Exactly. This is not enough. All right, here we go. The New York Mets. Come right out and meet the Mets. Well, they, the they played Mets. it straight. They gave him eighty-one and a half. So the question is, are they better or worse than a 500 team? <sighs> I think Matt Hardy, Harvey and Michael Kadiah are enough to make them better than 500. I'm not saying they're a playoff contender. How many wins did they have last year? 77? 78? Something like that? I'm, I'm is saying, Harvey five, four more wins? Yeah. Is Harvey and a full season of DeGrom... Four to five wins better than they were last year. A full season of Lucas Duda at first base and not wasting time with Ike Davis... Uh, is a full season of Michael Kadire in right field worth I think they're, I think they're above a 500 team. So do I. If Matt Harvey stays healthy, I mean, he's a game changer. Losing Wheeler is a lot different than losing Harvey. I agree 110%. Right. I mean, it, it's not even close. Right. I I think it's actually fine. I mean, you're going to get Wheeler back next year. He's going to be stronger. You know, they always come back stronger. You know, it's almost like just have the surgery. You know, yeah. just, just cut me and get it done. You know, um, they, they, their pitching is so good. I, I offensively with, with Rafael Montero, Stephen Matz, and Noah Syndergaard waiting. Right with with their hitting though, you know they still have Granderson who can pop some home runs. Grant- right could be better. They brought the fences in. You know they and got, don't underestimate with Granderson. He's had a nice spring. Right. They no, Granderson Gran- and uh, with Kevin knew- Long's back. Thank you. So, Denar- Thank you. Uh, Darno, Darno, I think he once he came back from the minors, played well. I mean, I'm no Met fan by any means, but I'm not a Met hater either. So I I think they're better than a 500 team this year. I don't think they get into the playoffs, and I think you kind of said that too. They're kind of like, I think, a Royals-type team where they're enough to be above 500 but not quite make the playoffs. See, the, the, only, the, the only benefit for the Mets is the Phillies are going to be bad, the Braves are going to be bad. So they're right there with the Marlins. Which one of those teams takes the next step? To, to fight for second place, really, because nobody's yeah. catching the Nationals. Uh, Eric, the New York Yankees, the same number, 81 and a half. These are two teams potentially going in different directions with the age. You know, the Yankees, the older team, the Mets, the young yeah. team. Although the Yankees this spring, you've seen a couple of young kids in the minors who are about a year or two away, but that's a different story for another time. Not for this year. It's not a discussion. You know, the Yankees, you got A-Rod back. He's going to DH. He's had a nice spring. Does Texera stay healthy? Can Steven Drew and Didi Gregorius hit anywhere near enough to be the middle infield? Uh, what does Beltran have left? What does McCann have left? Yeah. And then on the mound, is Tanaka healthy? Pineda stay healthy? Can Ivaldi become better now that he's in the Bronx? Does uh, Sabathia have anything left? Uh, your fifth starter's a mess till Ivan Nova comes back. And depending on your point of view, you have two closers or you have none. I'm going. I hate to. I'm going under. I'm going over. I'm not even saying, and I'm not stupid. I'm not going to say the Yankees are going to be god awful. I'm saying the Yankees are 80 wins, 79 wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an interesting division, and in, a division. I think, and now when I say 80, 81 wins, I still think they're in context of winning the division in August. I don't think any team's going to win 95 games in that division. Right. Um. I think they'll go over. I'll just be a homer. I'll go over. A little homer in me. 
Oakland A's. A lot of changes to Oakland this year. Got rid of Donaldson, got rid of a lot of guys. But yeah. what's funny is... They always do that, and they always win games. They always win. and they're <laughs> It's pu- amazing. It's, it's just... They're an even 81 and a half. Right. Uh, you know, they're interesting. They got Sonny Gray. They've got I like Kazmier. Sonny Gray, man. Sonny Gray's in a stud I pitcher. like Sonny Gray a lot. You know, you've got Casimir. they got Jesse Hahn, uh, Pomerantz. Coco Crisp is out, though, for a while. Tyler Clippard's going to close with Doolittle out. He's fine. He's good. Uh, Zol- sure. They've added Zobris, Billy Butler, Ike Davis, Brett Lowry. They have a whole new team out there. I'm going to go with the over. It's Oakland. I, to me, I can never bet against them. What was them. the number again? 81 and a half. Can they get 82? They can get 82. You're going over. Over. Philadelphia Phillies. Under. 67 and a half. Before you say under, 67 okay, and over. a half. I thought it was going to be 70 something. So, uh, you would have thought that. 67 and a half. So they're basically saying they're a 100 loss team. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly the worst team in that division, then. Without a doubt. Cliff Lee is out. I mean, your starting staff is Cole Hamels, Aaron Harang, Jerome Williams. I mean, that's... Yeesh. And Hamels might move. Hamels may move. Papelbon may move. I think I'm still going to say under. Chase Utley may move. I think they're going to be god-awful. 59 wins. 59. 60 wins is 102 losses. Yeah. Yeah, I'm... I'm That's a lot of losses in that division for them. Yeah, I'm going to say about 60. The Nationals could beat them 17 times. Yeah. I'm going to say under, not as low as you. 59. I'll say 66, 67. I don't think they lose 100, but they can lose 95 pretty easily. 59. They suck. Yeah, they're going to well, be terrible. Um, Pittsburgh Pirates. I mean, Aaron Harang went from not being like on a team to a number two starter yeah. in one year. Eric Pittsburgh, eighty-four and a half. Yeah, it's a good team. Been to the postseason two years in a row, battling with the Cardinals, the Cubs, the Brewers, and the Reds. Yeah, Reds aren't what they were. Cardinals are always the Cardinals, though. You never count them out. Mm-hmm. They got a full season of Gregory Polanco in right field. Pedro Alvarez is now first base. Josh Harrison settles in at third. They've brought back A.J. Burnett to be their third starter behind Liriano and Garrett Cole. Melanson will close all year. Savelli's now behind the plate. 84 and a half, I'm going over. Uh, I'll say they went 84, so under. Half a game under. Okay. San Francisco Giants, 83 and a half. They lost Pablo Sandoval. Hunter Pence is hurt. Their pitching's not getting any younger. I'm going to say under for them. Defending World Series champs, though. I know. They've added they Casey McGee and Aoki. They have Bumgarner, Matt Cain, Tim Hudson, Jake Peavy, Tim Lincecum. That is a veteran staff. Debatable whether they have anything left. That's a, that's an old, beat-up staff, though. Other than Bumgarner. Other, other than Bumgarner, you know. I, I'm going to say under. I mean, yeah, I say I say under. I'm going to go over. I think Hunter Pence is a big loss for them for a while. Yeah. I'm going to go over. you got a full season of panic at second. Belt should be better at first. I don't mind the addition of Casey McGee. I'm going to go over. Seattle Mariners. 
86 and a half. I'm going over. To me, they win the West. Second year for Cano, you added Nelson Cruz. You got the best pitcher in the American League debatable with, with King Felix. My boy Paxton should be better. Awukama is a very good number two starter, one of the best in the game. You've got a full season of Taiwan Walker, ideally. That's like a little baseball music in my head. That's it. Austin Jackson, full season of him. Kyle Seager, underrated at third base. Ackley will play left field. Zunio should be better behind the plate. Like Robbie Cano should still be wearing a Yankee uniform. But he's I don't, not. I don't, I don't get it. But he's Why not. How do they not spend money on him, though? You've got... They've wasted so much money in their lives. You've got Ellsbury, Beltron, and Chase Headley. Congratulations. I would trade them all for Cano. I know you would. 86.5 on the Mariners. Over or under? Let's go over. I win that division this year. I think they will as well. Uh, I think they will. That's why I said Angels under. Right. I think Seattle's ahead of them in the standings, so... A couple of teams left here. St. Louis Cardinals, 86 and 88 and a half. I was going to say 86 and a half. I'll take the over now. 88, 88 and, a half, and a half. I'll still take the over. I'll take the over as well. That division's not as good as it was. You know, Reds but aren't they the are. same. Yes, they are. They are. Reds, uh, Brewers, Cubs, no guarantees with any of them. Pirates should be better. Cardinals added Jason Hayward. You know he's probably going to go on to an MVP-type season. Pitching is ridiculous. Wainwright, Lynn, Waka, Lackey, Carlos Martinez. Uh, we're both going the over on St. Louis. Tampa Bay Rays. Los Rays. 78.5. I'm taking the under on Tampa. Don't see where the offense is coming from. Uh, you know, Tampa always drops out a good pitcher. Alex Cobb, those a little banged up through the spring. Chris Archer is going to start opening day. But really, Eric, when you look at this Tampa Bay lineup. It's, it's Ember Longoria, and that's it. So the rookie, Souza, he's going to back it's clean it. up. Desmond Jennings, Estrubo Cabrera. You know, Alex Cobb, Chris Archer, Drew Smiley, Jake Odorizzi, Alex Colomb. It's a decent starting staff, but not enough offense for more than 78 wins. So I'm guessing. 78, I think, is. I, if I could make a bet with somebody right now, I'd tell them definitely under. Under, under on 78. I think, I think they might be in the low 70s. Yeah. They lost a manager too. Yeah, that's a big loss. Joe Madden's a big loss. I don't want. Yeah, I think Madden. You know, I think the manager at times is underrated and overrated as uh, could be, but I think he was a good manager for them. You know, he just always. You know, he seemed to fit there, and yeah, he always seemed to make something out of nothing there. So, but yeah, I I don't see it happening. All right, Texas Rangers, seventy-six and a half, basically the same team. Ryan Rue has won the right, the left field job. Uh, Ruffin de Odor is at second base. Andrews is still at short. Leonis Martin in center. Shinshu Chu in right. No Darvish. Beltre, Prince Fielder coming back. No Darvish. So your starting staff is Derek Holland, Giovanni Gallardo, Ross Detweiler, Colby Lewis, Nick Tepish. Police closing, 76.5. I'm going with under, the under. Under. Eric. With, with, with Darvish, it could go over. Eric, Toronto Blue Jays, 82.5. Over. I'm taking the over as well. I love this team this year. I love year. their offense, man. And you know what? I think their pitching's going to be okay. I th- I'm picking them to win this division. I mean, listen to this. Eddie Donaldson. I mean, they, they, their lineup is sick right now. Jose Reyes, Russell Martin, Jose Bautista, Edwin Encarnacion, Josh Donaldson. That, those top five. You don't even have to read past that. I mean, those five are unbelievable. Dalton Pompey, a 30-steel guy, will bat ninth to wrap around with Reyes. 
starting staff, Hutchinson was opening day, Ari Dickey, um, Mark Burley, Aaron Sanchez, or Marco Estrada will be the fifth, and then the young kid, Daniel Norris, whose praises I've been singing, he's won a starting job out of the spring. This kid's a terrific strikeout pitcher. Uh, I think Toronto's going to be very, very good. Washington Nationals, our last team on the list, 93 and a half. I'm taking the over. They just I, they could win 100 games this year with that pitching staff. The fact of the matter is that Tanner Rourke is your sixth starter who won 15 games last year. and It's is, amazing to me, though. Like He would be like on some teams like a number two starter. Absolutely. And he is now – you can make a move with any of your starters – a Fister, a Geo, or if you need to add a piece. And I don't even know what you would need to add. With Zimmerman, uh, Unal Escobar, Ian Desmond, Rendon. I know Den- Rendon's going to be hurt to start the year. It's just a sprain, though. It's not torn. Uh, Denard Spann in center field's also banged up, so he's not going to be able to play right away. They're both going to be out. So you're going to miss two, two eighths of your field, to, uh, you know, Danny Espinosa. But Harper needs to finally developed. Jason Worth needs to come back healthy. There are question marks, but there's just too much talent there. I'm going to go with the over on, yep. on 93. Uh, so 90 how many do we now. disagree with? Can we get a recap on that? Um, let's see. I'm Put a little star next to those, because those Cincinnati, are the only ones that matter, really. Cincinnati we disagree on. There's one. I think it was like six. Cleveland we disagree on. Detroit we disagree on. AL Central would disagree on it, two in a row there. Um, the Angels we disagreed on. Right. That's four. The Dodgers. Five. Miami. It's more than we thought. Six. six. Yankees. Yeah. Seven. Pirates. I can't. I can't imagine Giants, Yankees being below 500 though. It's possible. Mariners, we agreed. Ten, and that was it. So eight. Eight. All right. Goes down to those eight teams. Eight teams. It's an eight teams. It's an eight team race. It's an eight team race. What if we go four and four? What's Suppose. the tiebreaker? Better looking. Victory, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you are better looking on the radio. Give me your World that. Series teams. Before the season starts. World Series. Yeah, yeah, let's go. Let's, let's slow down. National League. Let's do National League. National League. East. I was really good with my predictions last year, and I don't think we ever went over that, and I'm very disappointed about that. NL East. Nationals. A, uh, NL Central. <sighs> Who comes out of the NL Central? Is it the Pirates? I think it's the Pirates. I might change that, though, as we're talking. Well, let's see. The Pirates you gave under 84.5. No, not the Pirates. The Cardinals you gave oh, over 88. the Cardinals. 88. Cardinals. Yeah. Yeah. Brain fart. Out west? Dodgers. Dodgers. I mean, I, I, I mean, you can't... You know, I think when you're making these predictions, you can't be, you know, too adventurous. I'm agreeing on all three of those. Yeah. We have, we, what do we do? Two wild card teams now? Is there seven wild card teams? How many wild card teams? Are Everybody's there? a wild card team. Everyone's a wild card team. Uh, the American, the, actually, the regular season doesn't matter anymore. Everybody gets a one game playoff at the end it. of the year. All right. Give me two National League wild cards. 
two my two National League wild card teams. Um, give me the. You went under on a lot of NL teams. I know, so that makes it tougher. But that doesn't mean that. Um, give me. You said the Cubs were making the playoffs. Yeah, I was gonna. I'm, one of them's the Cubs. Give me the Cubs and the Giants. Maybe Giants. I'm wrong about the overall. Giants, Giants would be making the playoffs with 83 wins. Well, I didn't say my logic makes any sense. <laughs> if that makes any sense. No. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the National League. I'm having a hard time deciding. Right. Tough. I'm gonna say Giants. Okay. Giants and Cubs. All right. I'm gonna go with Pittsburgh. Yeah. I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. I mean, I'm doing and this I'm on the go, spot. I understand. You know, and I, mean, I am going to go a lot of pressure. I am going to go with the Giants as well. Okay. Pirates so we disagree on one yeah. in the National League. American right. League East. Okay, American League East. Let's say that the Blue Jays win it this year. You went over 82 and a half. I'm going with the Blue Jays. I agree as well. Oh. I like yeah. Toronto. In the central, let's see here. You went, you went under Cleveland eighty four and a half. Right. You went under, under Detroit, Detroit eighty four and a half. I'm you gonna went go I'm over gonna, with the Royals yep. at eighty and a half. I'm I'm gonna take the White Sox to win the division. And the White Sox, you went over eighty one and a half. I'm taking the White, White Sox, Sox to win the division. Team. I like what they did. I'm gonna go with Detroit. Yeah, you like Detroit. I do like Detroit. I took them on the over on eighty four and a half. Right. In the West, okay, you the went. West. Well, I told you, I think Seattle's going to win the division. You did, and you went with Seattle. Yep. You went with the over on eighty-six and a half. So you went Seattle. Mm-hmm. I'm going to agree with you as well. There, I like Seattle. All right, now the wild cards. Now the wild cards. I'll let you know my wild cards to start it off. Um, for my wild cards, I like the White Sox. Okay, so we both think they're getting in the playoffs. Yes. And I think I actually have the Tigers as my other wild card team, Okay. just so you know. And then my other wild card, I don't have anybody coming out of the East. Um, I'm going to go, I have the Angels at over 88.5, so I've got to go the L.A. Angels getting in. I'm going to go Tigers getting into the playoffs. And no, 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 no. Give me... Let's go with the Orioles. I was going to pick the Angels, too, but I'm just picking. You picked over 82 and a half yeah. for Baltimore. So, so well. I, I'm picking Baltimore. I was I, I was going to say the Angels. The Angels were like the team. Under, let's be a little different. Well, because the Angels, I mean, even though you went under on the Angels. They the could still line, win 87 games. Right, they were an 88 and a half. So. I'm going to take, I'll, I'll take Baltimore and I'll take Detroit as a two wild card. There you teams. go. Done. There you go. American League MVP. American League MVP. Trout. Is it a lock? Is it that easy for him? Yeah, I think it really is. Yeah. Maybe the next five years you can lock it up. I mean, the guy's unbelievable. And then he hits his prime at like 28. So. National League MVP. Um, National League MVP, let's go with Giancarlo. I'm high on Giancarlo this year. I see that. I like Stan. What's not to like? He's huge. See, to me, I would I would lean towards the Nationals, but there's nobody there. They're all good. That's just it. Um, the Cardinals, they're all good. 
The Dodgers. Do you think McCutcheon wins it again? He could. He could. A Cub. Could Anthony, it be Rizzo? Anthony Rizzo. You love Rizzo. Anthony Rizzo. You love Rizzo. A.L. Cy Young. He was a Red Sock, by the way. I know. And I, and, I don't really understand and that move by, I don't really understand the move by the Red Sox because they got I think they traded him in that did they trade him in that whole thing for Adrian Gonzalez? Was he in that? Was it I believe so. I believe so. And now they don't have either one. Right. No. No one ever talks about the bad moves. Cy Young. I I had sale last you year. Did. And I and I think he could have won it if he was healthy last year. But now he's hurt again missing a Yeah, I know. A couple of games. Let me think about it for a second. You I'm going to go first. sale. I'm going sale. Oh, man. I don't think he's missing enough. I think he's back by May, and I think he could just flat out dominate. I mean, there was a point last year I think left-handers were hitting, like, zero against him. It was, yeah. like, unbelievable. I mean, we'll both put Kershaw in for the NL. Who are we kidding? No, I, I, you can't pick anyone else other than Kershaw. You'd be Kershaw. a fool. You'd, just, uh, you'd be just trying to be cute. God, I, I really like sale last year. I want to be different than you, though. Felix Hernandez. Nah, I don't think he's got the Sonny Cy Young. Sonny Gray. Yet. No. I mean, who would have picked Kluber last year? I mean, nobody. Right. Nobody. A.L. Cy Young. I mean, the National League, if you want to get cute, you could go Max Scherzer. No, no, no. Stop it. Stop it. The best pitcher okay. in the National League is Kershaw. No, I, I, I'm not changing the Kershaw. One. Tanaka. No, he won't hold up the whole year. Kluber? David he, Price with Detroit? No. David Price pitching for a contract? No. He's, I don't think he's a Cy Young guy. Ah. Felix Hernandez. Sale is Sonny my guy. Jared Weaver. I know the I know the pitchers who are out there. I mean, I think you got to go Sale. See the Sale or King Felix? Fine, just give me I, – I think it's Sale anyway. All right, well, give me King Felix. Let's be different. Give me King Felix. Okay. But my heart is with Sale. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I picked him last year. You would have won it last year. I'm telling you, you would have won it last year. I'm mad about that because he, he, he got hurt last year. He did get hurt last year. But, uh, all right, Eric, we are just about out of time on a very long episode, almost a, an hour and a half. I want to thank everybody who listened tonight. you got a mishmash of all our baseball stuff. It's a lot of baseball. A lot of baseball. More this, to come. And this way. is how the show is going to play out now. No show next week, actually. We're going to take a week off and actually do some travel. and looking forward to that. So we'll be back in two weeks. Uh, that would be today's the 3rd, 14 days. So about April 15th, Wednesday night the 15th, I believe, Tax would day. be the date. Uh, that's when Eric and I will be back on the air, normal 7.30 start time, so make sure you join us. And this is what you're going to hear when you hear Eric and I on the air during baseball season. Um, we're going to help you preview the, the upcoming week. We're going to take a look at starting pitching matchups, two start pitchers, maybe some guys available on a waiver wire who would be worth adding, some guys slumping who would be worth dropping when I analyze any trades or anything like that you may see. Don't forget, go to FanDuel.com, sign up now with the microphone on the upper right. Use the code SMASHERS. Get up on there. Get registered before fantasy baseball season starts. Go to DraftSmashers.com. Follow all our baseball writing every day. We'll give you our starts of the day uh, based on career matchups like we talked about here over on DraftSmashers.com. DraftKings.com. Play for free if you use this, the promo code SMASHRADIO 
over on draft on draftkings.com as well. Uh you'll be able to hear me Anthony Aniano tomorrow morning Saturday, April 4th, 9 a.m. I will be with host Lenny Melnick uh doing a little guest spot with our friend Lenny Lenny. on uh doing some fantasy baseball talk with Lenny tomorrow so that's always a lot of fun. And uh and that's it. Eric and I will be back in 2 weeks. Hope you enjoyed the show. Thanks. Eric, happy Easter to you. Enjoy Thank your you holiday. Well. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening, whether on iTunes or Blog Talk Radio, uh, Facebook, Twitter. Make sure you check us out there. You know the routine. No reason to go through it all. And uh, we'll see you again in two weeks, Wednesday night, April 15th, 730 Eastern Time. Have a good night, everybody. Uh-huh.